everyone and welcome to another episode of Close Up with Aurelia Magazine. We're your hosts, Kaya and Amelia. Today we have a very special guest, a queen we could only aspire to. We have star of RuPaul's Drag Race, Cherry Valentine. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're hey, so Cherry. excited. I'm excited. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on today. We're big, big fans of yours. Of course, Since the start, it's my pleasure. Since we saw you on the Instagram, it's amazing. Thank you. It's all it's all editing, it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that, don't shatter my dreams. So um, we were just going to start with something simple for us, but maybe not so simple for you, which is how did you come to start drag? Obviously we heard a bit about that in the show, but I mean, mm. it's just such an interesting story. Um, I've been doing drag for as long as I can remember, before I even knew what drag was or what drag meant. Um, I remember... When my parents would go out, I would root through my sister's makeup box and root through my mum's wardrobe just to see what fabulous clothes they had. Um, and then I would try them on around the house and then quickly hide them away when they got back. But I really discovered drag when I went out um, to like a gay night and I saw a drag queen and I was like, oh my goodness, what is this wonderful thing? Um, and then I moved over to near Manchester and went out on like Canal Street and then that's when it really opened my eyes to how how amazing drag is and what drag actually was. So that's sort of where it come from, in a nutshell, in a super quick nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> Which drag scenes did you find yourself on? It was there like, is it locational? Yeah, um, I, to be honest, I work really everywhere now. Before the pandemic, I was doing stuff all over the country, London, um, all the way to like Whitby. And then <laughs> I was in literally in the middle of nowhere, but mainly just based on Canal Street in Manchester. Our favourite. Yeah, that's near where we are right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know in the show you were saying about how um, a lot of the ladies in your life growing up, you know, had like, you know, big hair, amazing shoes. Um, did the women in your life inspire you a lot growing up? Absolutely. That's definitely where most of my inspirations have come from, to be honest. And I said on the show, um, they wear heels to go to the corner shop. And that wasn't even an exaggeration. That's actually the truth. <laughs> they did. Um, but they just, they just wear so much fabulous, like, fabulous things and the makeup and they always have the nails done and the, the hair done and the lashes. And I just thought it was really fabulous. And I thought, growing up, why can't I do that? I don't like, it doesn't, shouldn't matter where I'm from or who I am. Like, I want to be fabulous as well. So. I did. Yeah. I know. I definitely aspire to that level of extra to wear shoes to the corner shop. Yeah. I, I, uh, I actually put on my heels to talk to you today. <laughs> you did. I love that. And it's like minus five degrees outside. I've like got toes out. I was like teetering down the road and my toes out freezing oh, cold. It's all for you. Um, so you mentioned a bit about where you grew up then. We know you're northern, mm. as mm-hmm. are we. We love a good northerner. Um, whereabouts did you grow up? I grew up um, initially on a gypsy camp, so it was in Darlington um, on a camp and I was there till I was about five or six years old and then I moved into a house with my family because my brother was born and it got too small, Um, but then I I was still at the camp constantly because all my friends were there and that's where most of the family was there. My family still live on camps now, Um, but yeah, mainly just based and grew up in Darlington and then... Obviously, I moved away when I got older. So you mentioned about your traveller background on Drag Race. Um, Did you expect to have conversations about that on screen or did it just sort of come? No, no. Honestly, I've gone through life so far not talking about myself. I really don't talk about myself at all, usually. Um, It's literally part of my job, like as a mental health nurse as well. I talk about other people and their stories. So then when people were asking me really in-depth questions about my family and stuff, it really... 
it threw me off a little bit. So I was just like, that's the first time, honestly, the first time that I'd ever really spoken to anyone about it. And it was captured on TV. So it was a bit of a weird moment to watch it back. Um, but I'm glad that that happened. I feel like it's something that I needed to talk about in that way. So like, it makes me feel more comfortable about it now. Yeah, of course. You've done um, a really great job at obviously just being yourself and being honest. And also, I've, you'll already know this, but what you've done for representation is huge so many people have watched that and felt seen oh i know it's nice i have i have been getting quite a few messages on people and it's it's really overwhelming sometimes but it's lovely though it's lovely that people can message i try and reply to everyone it takes forever (laughs) (laughs) that's so kind um and you mentioned before um you mentioned on the show about how you haven't really had conversations with your dad as of yet Mm. i mean I take it he's seen the show. I don't know how how, how has that gone. No, he's he's not seen it. Um, to be honest, we've not even spoke about it. The only person I've spoken about it is my my mum. So she's the only one who I've like who openly knows like oh um, I'm a drag queen and like my sexuality and my gender. I've not even really broached conversations about it with her fully. But um, it's it's something that my family don't really don't really accept widely at the minute so I'm just sort of leaving them to do their own thing and I really do believe that time heals like I used to speak to my mum and she didn't really accept when I first come out to her and now she's like as long as you're happy I'm happy and so it just it just takes time and and I imagine like obviously it must be so so difficult but it's also incredible how much of a trailblazer you are for your community yeah I mean I didn't realize how much of an impact it would have for because I just went on just doing my own thing and I didn't really think about what I was going to say I just did it in the moment so it's been yeah it's been really crazy but nice (laughs) Um, and you mentioned your work in mental health Mm -hmm. what led you to that what led you there well usually in my family not many people go through full education like the men tend to do what the dad's doing and take over their business the women get pulled out of school and stay at home and like find a husband and that's literally how it is it's really really old-fashioned but um and mad looking back but I got into mental health because I said to my mum that I really wanted to have a, a, like a really good job and I wanted to do something for myself because going through school we got so many options and I was like I can't believe these options are available to me um so I told her that I wanted to go through um, college and university and initially they were like oh so you want to be a doctor that's the only thing we'll be happy with you doing because it's like (laughs) in the eyes of some families that's like the goal isn't it if you go through education they need to be a doctor um Mm. so but I thought that doctors didn't really spend much time with people and I love people so I thought nurses nursing was a good a good route to go down and then mental health nursing happened and and it went from there really (laughs) what's it like kind of juggling the two I guess extremes really of doing something like mental health nursing by day, drag queen at night. Do you get people <laughs> recognising you? <laughs> um, no, because I, I worked completely different, like in different areas, and I wanted to like keep them completely separate. So, it, and it was a case of like leading up to the pandemic, I was doing drag like five nights a week, and then I was working full time as well as a nurse. So it really was. I was doing a twelve-hour shift finishing at like half seven, getting into drag and then starting a gig at like half eleven at night. Um, and I was doing that for, for months, but it was it was so crazy in my mind. Like it really, it really made me like appreciate how different people's lives are as well. And I really do think that drag and mental health goes hand in hand because even just being part of the LGBTQIA community, like mental health is such a massive part of it. 
and like understanding a bit more as I do now. It's really like armed me with some good skills to like overlap. This is maybe a question that you get asked a lot, but I was just wondering, um, how did you come up with the name Cherry Valentine? A lot of different reasons. Honestly, there's so many different reasons. I love the colour red. Um, obviously, like, cherries are red and Valentine's red. And I really just love love. I know it sounds so cheesy, but I do. Um, I, I love it. I don't I don't really see it as an emotion. I see it as more of, like, a sense. Do you know what I mean? Like, And I was um, in the shower at the time. Like, I had my first gig booked and I needed to come up with a name because I had so many names beforehand. And I was using cherry bath. I was this is actually what I was doing. I was using a cherry bath wash, and I was like, "My granny likes my, my granny likes sherry, and it sounds like cherry." And I love my granny. This is the thought process that I was thinking, and so I just I just picked the name cherry and Valentine's Day. I just lo- I really love Valentine's Day. It's one of my favorite holidays, so that sort of just sticked. And then before I knew it, I was on Drag Race. So I can't really change it now. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lovely name. I love it. Thank you. Um, Who are your favourite drag queens on the Manchester scene? Do you have any favourites? On the Manchester scene, I love my drag sisters. So I'm in like a drag family. We don't even have a name. Um, But there's one called Whiplash and we've got Giselle. And I also am really in love with Anaphylactic. Um, I think she's fabulous. And there's quite a few. I just love the whole Manchester scene. It's really, really diverse. Wherever you go, it's different. Obviously, uh, we all love Snatch Game as well. I was wondering <laughs> who was going to be your Snatch Game impersonation. Well, I had two choices, and I, I took with me um, Gillian McKeith when she was in the I'm a Celebrity Jungle. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And um, Nikki Graham when she was in the Big Brother house. Oh my gosh, iconic. Yeah, they were my two choices and I was just going to see how I felt. I was going to say, how could you have even picked between those two? <laughs> I know. I don't so know. I think they're, so, they're so different, but I was just going to see how I felt on the day and then just wing it. <laughs> yeah, if you felt like fainting. Go I know. Can you do the impression yeah, of it? I want to see. <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't. It's too expensive. Is, yeah. <laughs> That is a lot to ask. Who would you pick? Oh my gosh, I don't know. I'm, so, I'm I'd be terrible. I'd be so bad at it. I couldn't so even do myself on a show like that. <laughs> uh, how did you feel when you got the call? I felt so many different things. I didn't really know how to feel because I applied like on a whim because I didn't. I really didn't think mm. I'd get on. I just thought, oh, it's good exposure. I'll get my name out. I've not been doing drag that long. And then next thing I knew, like the producer was ringing me saying, congratulations, you're on Drag Race. So I Did screamed and I was like, yeah, they really do say congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> so I just screamed oh and said, God. you're kidding me. You, you must be joking. Like, what the hell? Like, I'd... And then, yeah, it was just all a whirlwind from there, really. Wow. We are such massive fans. I've honestly gone too soon. I know. I know. We want to see so much more of you. I know, I know. Your final outfit was amazing as well. I did not think it was predictable. I thought it was so good. I know. I really really stick by the message of that 100%. I really do. Yeah, definitely. So what we do with the podcast, now that we've got to know you a little bit better, we sort of spin a wheel... And we ask our guests um, some random questions off a website, which is just... It's called uh, 200 <laughs> Deep and Meaningful Questions. Oh, Deep and Meaningful, yeah. I love that. Okay. Yeah, so we we'll have to get a bit existential. <laughs> yeah, love that. And uh, love that. we pick them with a random number picker. Okay, so your first question, Cherry, is okay. 26. 26. When was the last time you broke someone's heart? 
apart from the hearts oh. of the nation. Of <laughs> <laughs> Last Thursday. No, um, I don't know. The time I broke someone's heart. Um, I don't know, because I've only... I think I've only ever been in love once. I don't, like... And I'm with the same person now, eight years later. So I don't think... Wow. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever broke anyone's heart. If I have, they've not told me about it. So I don't <laughs> That's know. That's probably the best way forward, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so lovely you've been with, with your partner for eight years. It's like you, yeah. Bill. I know. I've been with mine for nine years. So and oh, I always feel like, I was saying before, people sort of shudder when they hear it's that long. <laughs> they do, don't they? It's like, I know, they do. It's like, sometimes I think it's eight years too long, but we're still together. We're engaged. Oh, <laughs> congratulations. That's amazing. What do they think to you being on the show? Um, he's been really supportive, to be honest. Yeah, unbelievably. And at first, he was a bit, like, shocked. Like I said on the show, one day, it was literally a case of I was in a dress and he came in and he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I like drag. <laughs> um, but so yeah, it, a few years later, he's really supportive and he's really, like, behind me, pushing me to do better all the time. So it's lovely. That's great. That's so lovely. Well, actually, not, not a heartbreaker then. That's good. So we're dealing with a sweetheart. <laughs> I was going to ask you the last time, but I thought, well, let's not go into that. Let's not go into oh, that. No, um, is it a good... <laughs> no, oh, yeah, it's a bit of a difficult one. Um, yeah, I have. I mean, I've had my, I've had my heart broken too. Yeah. But I've broken some oh, hearts, yeah. you know, that's the way oh. it goes. That's the way it goes. It is. I think it makes us better people. Yeah. You can't be for everyone, can you? And what about you? What about me? Yeah, you're trying to dodge I've this. Been, I've been with... David, nine years. Just told you. <laughs> no heart's broken there. All right. Uh, okay, right, so... 140. We're getting bigger now, that's good. Is home for you a place or a feeling? Describe that place or describe that feeling. I like this. I think home to me is, is definitely a feeling. It's not a place. Um, I am connected to some places because of memories, but I, I, I've, I don't know, I'm one of them people, wherever I am in life or wherever I've settled and moved to, nowhere's ever felt like home. Do you know what I mean? And a lot, I think a lot of people relate mm-hmm. to that. Um, so wherever I go, I, I don't feel like it's home, but it depends who you're with and what memories you've made in that place, I would say. It's very true. People can feel like home as well, can't they? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Like I, my one of my best friends, Anika, as soon as I just go come into her presence I just automatically feel so calm and relaxed oh that's beautiful yeah. it's just such a nice feeling yeah energy it's so good. that's what it is it's energy definitely what about you um I do feel very closely tied to Manchester but I think that's because I'm so proud of being from here and proud of being Northern yeah. I've made home in other places I think I, I'm more about the person that I'm with if they make me feel mm. comfortable yeah. and safe then that's home to me I think mm. Oh, that's yeah, lovely. Definitely. What about you? Uh, home for me. The, the most homely home I remember is my grandparents' house. And um, I've just got so many nice memories of chilling in the garden with, with my nan. Mm. So, yeah, just thinking about that. It's, I always have dreams about it as well, which is weird. I don't Aww. know if people ever have do that. but um, See what we meant about deep and meaningful? Yeah, I love Both it. It's there. so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, one, five. One, five, nine. Nine. Oh, I'm really glad we got this question. It's nice. How do you define beauty? I define beauty as how you feel. If you feel beautiful, you are beautiful. I, I really don't, I don't believe in stereotypical beauty. That's why I like 
I like drag because even though it, it's really a play on, on beauty as well, um, because it's stereotypical, oh, lashes, makeup, nails, that is what society tells us is sometimes beautiful, but we just go to the extreme. And that's why I like doing really, really crazy things sometimes to really play on that. But I, I really don't, I don't think beauty is is a specific thing. It's our own perception. It's our own opinion and everyone's is different. So what I find beautiful could be completely different to what someone else finds beautiful and that's all right. That's beautiful in itself. Yeah, I agree with that. It's completely subjective, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Who would be your kind of, obviously within drag, who are your kind of biggest drag inspirations and idols? I would say the divas, like Mariah and Britney, even though they're not specifically labelled as drag queens, I see I see them in, like in drag because it, it, when you think about it, it's true what RuPaul says. We are all born naked and the rest is really drag, as cheesy as it sounds. <laughs> it's true. Um, like, I don't believe in, like, male and female sections in shops. I think if you like to wear something, then just wear it regardless of what gender it says. But, um, yeah, so my inspirations of of drag is just really powerful empowering women yeah we were going to ask you about that because um on drag race obviously there's a couple of queens that struggled a bit to define their favorite gay icons Mm. so we were going to ask you about that but i think you just answered it mariah oh mariah beyonce i know imagine just being in her presence i couldn't yeah Yeah. whenever i just think about being in beyonce's presence it just makes me Emotional. Too much. Emotional. Oh, we've already had that number. We're getting the same numbers now, Cherry. This is very uh, spiritual. 25 we'll go for. 25. Are you confrontational? When was the last time you were confrontational? I wouldn't say I'm confrontational, no. I I don't really believe in full-on confrontation. I believe a nice, like, conversation is better than confrontation. Um, Everyone, like I said before, everyone's got opinions about things and I really just respect that. So I don't don't feel the need in being confrontational with people. Obviously, if I've got a really strong opinion about something, I'll I'll get into a discussion, but I'm really open to other people's opinions as well. So... Yeah, I think we saw that on the show. Yeah, I I I very rarely argue and... I'm not, yeah, I'm not confrontational. On the show, I mean, there was times where, like, Veronica was wanted that role and I really wanted the role. And I, <laughs> part of me wanted to be like, no, I think I should do this. But at the same time, I was like, I, like, it doesn't matter what you've done, just, like, do it. Do you know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, yeah. I, wouldn't say I'm, I wouldn't say I'm confrontational, no. Other people might disagree, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of you've got a very calming aura. I think there's definitely ways to, you know state what you need without being confrontational i feel like you yeah. definitely have that you can be assertive without being rude and stuff like yeah, that yeah yeah and sometimes you have to be like in life and in your jobs you do have to be a little bit assertive but it doesn't have to get full-on confrontational like people have been confrontational to me so many times but it's how you deal yeah. with that and how you respond to that um i've got a question <laughs> my question <laughs> is what do you do in all stars <laughs> um I keep getting asked this all the time, but I, I nev- I've <laughs> never really, I didn't, I didn't really think about it because I honestly did go in thinking that I would win the whole season, but <laughs> I don't, um, I, I probably would have to be in the right mind frame and I would definitely consider it. Mm. This probably sounds like a bit of a strange question, but like, how did you actually find the process of being on there? Was it harder than you thought it would be? Was it like taxing or was there bits of it that 
maybe you didn't expect or is it just like you yeah. see on tv no it's 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 a whole different world i've never really worked in tv before so it was it was a massive it was a bit of a shock because i, I forgot when i used to watch past seasons of drag race and just tv in general like reality tv that we only see an hour but it takes days to film an episode so you have all these conversations and you don't see all these stresses. Like I'd be sat up in my bed at three o'clock in the morning after finishing rehearsals, like panicking about the runway the next day. But you don't you, you don't see that. So you just see what's on the camera. Um, and a lot of TV, when I first got into the, t- like, into the reality TV world with Drag Race and stuff, people would say to me, it doesn't really matter what you say unless the cameras are rolling. But I don't necessarily agree with that. I just, I'm just like... If the cameras are there or not, this is how I am in this moment. Do you know what I mean? So it was yeah. it was a bit of a shock. It was a bit of a shock to me. And I could see that a lot of people, I'm not going to name names, but some people did act differently on camera than they did behind the scenes. Um, oh, say some names. Say some <laughs> names. No, I can't. I couldn't possibly. I don't think we're getting names. <laughs> did you have um, somebody that you felt you were closest to, though, in the competition? Um I really, I really got on with everyone, mostly um, with the other queens and stuff. But I, I did really get quite close to Sister and Ginny behind the scenes as well. Me and Ginny, because Ginny's quite spiritual, so me and Ginny had conversations for hours about crystals and yeah. So I'll probably say Ginny and Sister mainly. That's amazing. Is there one outfit or one runway that you were really looking forward to that you didn't get a chance to show? Every single one of them. Every single one of them. I just... <laughs> I knew you were going to say love, that. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just really love the runways and the things that I had planned and have designed and made are just... They're, they're out of this world. And I can say that myself because they're fabulous. They're some of the best things I've ever made. But I'll still share them and stuff. But I, it's different when you get to walk on the runway. But I was also really looking forward to the episode that was coming out tonight, like the design challenge, because that's what I do. I love designing and making things. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, just I love it. It's, I, that's part of one of the main reasons I do drag, so I can have bring my own vision into reality. That's amazing. When everything goes a bit more normal again, we can't wait to see you perform. I know. I'm oh, going to be in yeah, the front row screaming. Yes, you'll have to come to a show, definitely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Same ones. <laughs> uh, right, I think we've got time for a couple more questions. Oh, go on. 79. Should have been 69. I know, I was thinking <laughs> <laughs> if you could tell your former self one thing right now what would it be don't care what anyone else thinks about you and just enjoy your life because life is short so have fun without a doubt and i didn't really know that myself until i went on the show and the show coupled with obviously the worldwide global pandemic has changed a lot of us um and i i'm a completely different person than i was before we started filming and i just i don't really care as much anymore about what people think of me. Do you know what I mean? I I used to be constantly worried about people's perceptions, but now I'm just like, you can think what you want. It's your opinion. I don't care. I'll do me. You do you. Mm. People have just been so moved by you, though, as well as loving what you do and being entertained by you. I think um, people were really impacted by you in a beautiful way. Oh, I think you can really really see the the vocation that you have for helping people really shone through. Mm. I think as well what you said about um, not caring is such a liberating feeling, isn't it? When Mm. it it always feels like it's very sudden, but just one day you just don't really give a shit, do you? And it's it's just the best feeling, just to like shrug it off and just Mm -hmm. be like, it's fine. I'm doing me. So amazing. I don't think I'm there yet. I mean, I've got a long way to go, but it'll happen. It will happen. I really want to be. 
you need to go on drag race and then get eliminated and then have me but like if you're willing to let me into your drug family i'll give it a go a shot. what's something you can't go a day without doing um thinking about drag <laughs> i know it's it's obvious an obvious answer but every day it's just my mind is so all over the place all the time so i really like to focus by putting my time and energy into something that's creative when I'm feeling like stressed or when I'm feeling super happy or when I'm feeling overwhelmed by something, I'll just go in my drag room, sit down and just make something um, and just bring something to life. Like, And I don't always see myself as like a drag queen all the time. I would say I'm more just like of a drag artist. Um, mm. But yeah, I would just one day, that's the thing that I probably couldn't live without every day. I just have creative ideas, whether that's writing something down or writing lyrics to songs or anything, anything creative. I just have to do it every day. <laughs> I really need to see this drag room. I know. You've got a drag room. Fabulous. That's amazing. I do. It's the garage. I've just changed the whole garage into like a drag room. There's like a full wall of wigs and costumes everywhere and headpieces. It's really fabulous. <laughs> I would give anything to be there. Should I bring a karaoke machine? Yeah. Oh, I love karaoke. <laughs> So do we. What's your karaoke oh, song? Um, Whitney Houston. If I'm, it depends what mood I'm feeling. It really depends what mood I'm feeling. I like Gaga. Um, mm. Anything by Gaga. But Beyonce, Diva. One of our old housemates absolutely loves Lady Gaga. And when Rain On Me came out, he would just be in the <sighs> shower. And if you'd go in after, Screaming. it was just like... It was, the, everywhere was soaking wet. From him, like, <laughs> flicking his hair around. So <laughs> so funny oh god it's a good song to let it all out to in the morning i think oh it is definitely it is isn't it what was that beyonce song that your spotify told you you'd listen to what was it it was love on top love on top obviously that's one of the greatest songs of all time oh it really is you can't listen to that song without being in a good mood very true do you have anything that you're i mean this is probably not a great question given the global situation, but do you have anything that you're working on at the minute that you're excited to share with people? Um, to be honest, I'm working on everything, like absolutely everything. Um, I just, I really just do want to do everything because I think the drag should be everywhere. And I'm, I'm planning on doing music, um, starting a YouTube, I'm doing costume design. There's loads of stuff that I'm working on. Just That's try amazing. to do it all and see what I like. <laughs> <laughs> that's good we had our this is random but we had our tarot cards read earlier and i do readings do you, <gasps> i do readings this. yes i could do tarot readings someone someone said the other day when it's like drag con and stuff i should do readings for people and i was like what an idea why not please do it <laughs> before I, we did it i was genuinely terrified she was gonna get out what's the bad one is it the sword the cups, yeah, there's the cups, the swords, yeah. Oh my gosh, that, is that, does that mean you're going to die? I was just really scared. <laughs> no, it was, <laughs> but it was fine. It, it was. Fine. Yours was very gentle. I feel she like said, mine was a bit more. She said, you're going to be skint soon. I was like, tell me something I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I could have told you that. <laughs> that's so funny yeah she um, she told me a lot of things that I already knew about myself that I maybe haven't been acknowledging so that was a moment she basically told Kaya to calm down and stop working so much and I'm like I have said this yeah you have have. I got home earlier and Amelia was like I think you need to take a week off (laughs) 
And are you going to do it? Uh, no, are you going to take a week off? No. No, no. I'm going to be DMing you for a tarot reading. <laughs> I can't have a week off. <laughs> no, I love doing readings. Love it. Do you? Wow. Have Have you had anything that's come up for yourself and it's like, wow, I can't believe it, and then it's actually kind of happened? Um, All the time. I really do believe in, like deja vu and like I'm, I'm very very spiritual and I've only got so spiritual over lockdown because we've had not much else to do so I've really gotten into crystals reading I do a lot of yoga mindfulness um that I never used to do and I see things all the time and I always think something means something I never take anything as face value I'm like that must mean something like I see certain numbers all the time and I'm like what does that mean <laughs> like, something always means something because nothing happens for re- like nothing happens for no reason. Everything happens for a reason. Do you ever do when you you open your phone and it's on eleven minutes past eleven and you're like, oh my god, today's I the am day connected to the universe. <laughs> yes, the universe is listening to me. <laughs> but what is it saying? <laughs> we don't know. My boyfriend's like, why are you gasping? I'm like, it's eleven minutes past eleven. <laughs> make a wish. Make a wish. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's been such a pleasure speaking to you. It's just amazing. Should we end it on what you're hoping for the future? What we're going to be seeing you in? I am hoping for bigger and better things. So I'm just hoping for everything. Like I said before, I just want to be everywhere and do everything and see where it takes me and just meet people and enjoy the world. Can't wait till you come back to Manchester. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited to get back on stage. You can come over, we'll do karaoke. (laughs) Yes, I'll take you up on that, I will. (laughs) And do a tarot reading. Yes. (laughs) Wow. Bring your crystals and your heels. Oh, I will, absolutely. No, thank you so much, it's been lovely. It really has, thank you so much. So, this has been another episode of the Close Up Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and um, see you next time. Thank you very much. 